and welcome back to Keeping It Candid, our weekly pop culture podcast. Go. Oh, oh so I'm struggling. <laughs> I've got braces in. It's my first podcast with braces. And I didn't notice. I totally forgot you'd have braces uh, and I couldn't tell. Oh my God. It's really hard. It'll be really interesting listening to this back and seeing what it sounds like. I don't think you're going to hear any difference. I think you'll listen to it back and you'll yeah. realise that actually it's like so fine. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. But yeah, welcome back. We're back. We've We're been, back. been away. We've had quite a long break. So Soph, tell me about Bali. Oh. I know nothing. I need to know everything. Oh, Bali was amazing. And I know Bali's one of those places that I feel like, in a way, I totally get it. It can't, you see it on Instagram so much and it gets a bit of a collective eye roll as in being like, Oh yeah, Bali, hashtag goals, hashtag yoga, whatever. But I, I don't, I don't want to go there and it be like that, but fucking hell, I literally love it. Yeah. I was expecting to go and be like, ugh, this is actually like so like lame. It's an Instagrammer's paradise, but in a lame way. Yeah. Loved it. It was just so nice and I love the vibe. It was, everyone was so friendly. I like, I really, really want to go back. I didn't want to leave. First long haul holiday I've had in a long time that I didn't want to leave. How early. did you find the flight? Because I know that you're not like a great Fine. fire. I had some <coughs> Sopraclone tablets. What's that? Sleeping pills. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Uh, so I took one on the way out. So I didn't need to take any anti-anxiety tablets because it literally knocked me out for about like eight hours. And also, I know this sounds very weird. Uh, my plane anxiety is so weird. Like it got really, really bad. So I started taking diazepam. Mm that the doctor prescribed and that really really helped and then but for short haul flights I don't bother yeah and I found I have found it easier to manage my anxiety on planes recently and it was weird like even though there has been turbulence on the flight the short haul flights I've been mm. on recently I've been like oh this is fine this is fine so I kind yeah. of felt like I'm over it I was like oh, I'm over it I amazing. can rationalize it I know that I'm fine I know that I'm okay but then when I was flying back we had a flight from Denpasar to Jakarta yeah and that was only like an, that was like an hour and a half and it was really quite turbulent getting up and I like shit myself I was like <laughs> <laughs> and I was like shit I thought I was over this but yeah. I'm not but um any yeah. sort of turbulence though I think I'm gonna die I'm like have I spoken to everyone to say goodbye I'm so dramatic oh with God, it no, I really don't like is, it at all either. it is bad and it's really it's so weird going into that like mental like, that insane like panic state which is just like so irrational but it doesn't feel irrational but it is yeah well because there's nowhere to go it's like you can't yeah, escape tra- there's you literally can't. nothing you and can you do can't, and you can't people are like, oh you know meditate or think something else it's like how how can I do that when I'm literally <laughs> on a plane and I can't escape you know that you're trapped in this fucking metal bubble in the air yeah and like it must be really weird because your boyfriend's obviously a pilot so. yeah so yeah but it doesn't make it any different I still hate turbulence he just like laughs at me like I'll go like grab his arm when we're on a plane together and he'll be like what are you doing it's fine I'm like we're gonna die it kind of makes me feel a little bit better about it though the fact that you feel like that and he's a a pilot makes me feel like it's more normal yeah I think it's really normal like no one likes turbulence I just got back from Ibiza uh, last night I went with Sunglass Hut and we had like a little bit of turbulence on the way home and everyone just went oh shit and like looked at each other and it was yeah it was funny but where did you go in Bali like so which bits I know you did, did you travel around different parts right we did a couple nights in Samniak and then we went to Gili Tea on the islands on the Gili Islands which was so lovely I'm so jealous I didn't get to go to Gili oh it was great it was like there's no um 
there's no cars or anything, so you're cycling around everywhere. Yeah. Oh my god, my bum has never hurt so much in my entire fucking life. I haven't <laughs> ridden a bicycle in a long time. And I was like, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was really lovely, really picturesque, and yeah, I just had it was just really nice to get away. We had Gemma did have. I'm sure she won't mind me saying this because she's like said it to a few people. She did have a little bit of a mini breakdown because. Um, she, we had this morning where we were like, let's go out and do some content and then let's relax, relax for the rest of the day. Mm. And we went out and um, we went and had breakfast. Gemma was in a, a really weird mood and I could tell. And then I made, I made her take my photo. And then I was like, Gemma, what's wrong? Like, there's something up in town. And she just started crying. Oh. And I was like, Gemma, no. And she was like, and then she's like, oh, I'm not having a very good time. And I felt upset. I was like, oh, okay. Um, but I tried to act like I wasn't upset. And then I was like, why aren't you having a good time? And she was like, I just... She's like, I don't feel like I can ever have a holiday ever again now because of our job. Because I feel like, like there's co- like you constantly have to get up and get the content. And it's so you true have though. to like get up early to get it done. But then you're tired and you just want to yeah. relax. And then you know you're worrying about how you look because you know you've got your natural hair and you're not wearing that much makeup. Or if you're wearing makeup, it's sweating off. And yeah, sure. You you, you know it, you are worrying. And then you know then she said she's like, I'm not. It's not like I'm not. It's not. Like I'm not having a good time. I'm having a good time. But she's like, it's just different to when I've been on holidays before. Because obviously, like now, when you go on holiday as an influencer, you do yeah. have that added pressure. And you know what? Yeah, you can be like, no, I'm not going to create content, or no, I'm not going to do this, or mm. I'm going to have a day off. But then you go buy something which looks really nice, and you're like, <laughs> fuck. And it's really hard because you don't want to waste opportunity. So no, you're constantly stuck in that catch 22. So I just, yeah, I do think it's difficult with holidays. Like, you have to very much take those days off and you have to retire yourself to it because if you don't do it it doesn't happen you don't have a holiday yeah but I think it's always that constant thought in the back of your head like oh that would be good for a picture or like it's like everyday life isn't it like you just can't escape it you can't escape what we do yeah you can't you absolutely can't there's just like no getting away from that (laughs) so we I just said to her I was like look it's fine I was like let's just go let's sack off doing photos we had like a bag of a couple of outfits yeah let's just sack it off go to the beach lie and chill out and she was like okay on the way to the beach, we cycled by, like, five amazing places. We're like, let's come back here on the way back and take pictures. And in the end, we, we got about, like, I don't know, like, five different outfits done yeah. that day because we just came across it organically and it was fine. And we still spent the day on the beach. And, mm-hmm. you know, she was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I had a little breakdown. But I, 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 I was there, like, I, get yeah, it I, was, also. I so get it. And I was like, I feel the exact same. And, like, I feel like this is a bit of a wake-up call for us. So... Yeah, the fact that you've booked this time to go away and relax, and you still don't get to do that. Yeah, and it was it was good because in the end we did get to relax. We did have a really good time. We drank way too much. We partied way too much. We went back to Seminyak and yeah. Did you uh, go to Potato Head? Yes, we did. We went on the last day because we were meant to go the day before our last day, but mm. I was so so hungover. <laughs> oh my god! Like La Favela is such a fun club. I love it there. Where's I didn't I don't know where that it's is. It's like on the main sort of like strip in Seminyak where there's a lot of bars. And it's like a big Jumanji style house with like loads of plants. Oh, everywhere. I do know when you go up the stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. And because opposite that is that really cool restaurant where there's like seats outside and there's like, I don't know if you. you know, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. But I know yeah. what you mean. Because yeah. I remember we were, when we were there, there were loads of people like really dressed up and going in there. And I was it like, was, oh, that's like the fancy one. Oh, God, I don't even really dress up that much when I'm in there. But it was, no, it was yeah, yeah, I didn't either. It was but, really, yeah. really fun. So, like, I can't wait to go back. I really want to book, like, a big villa and go back with, like, a whole bunch of people. Yeah, so. that would be so good. I Such know. a nice I idea. Know. So, yeah. And um, Ibiza, how was Ibiza? Ibiza was so sick. It was, like, the bougiest trip of my entire life ever. So, Sunglass Hut took us and we 
went on like a yacht on the first day. It was insane. So we were literally just like lying on the front of this like 40 foot yacht, sailing around Ibiza with a jet ski following us on the back so that we could go on like jet skis as well. So fun. Um, drinking, then we drank so much. So this yacht day, we literally started at like, we got to the yacht 11. I don't know when we started drinking, but when we continued through and went to Pasha, uh, to see Fatboy Slim and it was oh fun. my god so and we had like a VIP area with a minimum spend of like three and a half grand that we didn't meet or something because we all were so pissed like we physically couldn't drink like that much yeah, yeah um yeah. and yeah it was that was really good and we got home at seven I spent I'm sad though because I spent the whole of Saturday sort of like horribly hungover it was such mm, a waste mm-hmm. of a day in the sun um and then what else did we do and we went to this place called Ocean Beach on the Sunday, and that was like the most extra place I've ever been in my entire life. It was just the best. You know when you can just sit somewhere and like people watch all these like really interesting people because yeah. it was a like a beach, a bit like Potato Head yeah. actually, but just a bit more like low key. Not it's like definitely ten times more extra. There were like girls who were carrying boats which were full of champagne. Yeah, because uh, it was Bradley's birthday. Who's the PR for Sunglass Hut? Um, we basically like arranged a thing where all the girls like bought his name out on cards with like so a cute. champagne bottle with sparklers coming out of it, and oh my god, it was just oh, yeah, bless absolutely him. insane. And I had to go and yesterday I was so hung on over on the plane, I had to get um, a sickness tablet from the, from the from the cabin crew, no, and go and sit in like the cabin crew like area because I kept thinking I was gonna be oh god, it was awful. Anyway, I'm never traveling hang, like hangover ever again. Ever it was yeah. Oh absolutely tragic but it was such a nice time it was such like a nice group of people um we ate really amazing Mm. food like we had a chef for the villa that we stayed in and every morning they cooked us like this insane avocado and like all these different things and insane dinners and yeah it was just like such a good trip oh that sounds amazing because usually when you go away with brands it's not you don't feel so comfortable that you like just behave like yourself whereas this time I think I was like a little bit too comfortable yeah you usually kind of feel like you're on your best behavior a little bit yeah whereas this it wasn't like that at all we all just got absolutely shit faced and had like a great time that sounds like the best trip Ever. It was. Like, it was. So I've wanted to do Ibiza for such a long yeah. time, but I've wanted to do it the way that we did it, yeah. like the most bougie way possible. And I, I wouldn't be able to afford to do it because yeah. it's like, you know, yeah, exactly. The yacht that we had was like four grand for a day, and yeah. then the VIP area was like four grand. So yeah. the whole day must have cost just like an obscene uh, yeah. amount of money. Yeah. Um. So I feel yeah, very lucky to have gone and done all those things the way that we did them. It was great. That's fantastic. Yeah. Like, I definitely feel like Ibiza is one of those things as well that like you have. You have to do it when you're a little bit older in order mm. to appreciate it more. And that's something that everyone has always said to me. Like, Yeah, so the crowd was older. Like, I yeah. didn't really... But I think it's because it's so expensive. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like, you can go and do it and you have to do it in, like, a shitty way. But all the places that we went were obviously so, so nice. And, yeah. Like, yeah, very yeah, yeah. You'd rather go and, like, do it properly. Yeah, so it was, yeah, amazing. It was... I'm still, like, I want to be there now. Sad, so sad. But... It's over. I'm home. We're here. We're back to life. We're here. Which is good though. I'm I mean, I'm not back. back to life. Like my voice is so husky, and like I feel, I woke up with a headache still. I've had like my third day of a hangover. Ouch. Mm, I've just been hungover for four days. It's fine. That's the killer. I'm gonna go to the gym later and try and like spin it out. It'll be yeah. absolutely fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so. <laughs> That brings us neatly to our topic. <laughs> or not so. Well, no, um, sort of neatly, because if you think I am, like, an adolescent, but 27 still. 
I guess, a little bit. Yeah, oh my god, even when you say 27, like, I know you're freaked out about turning 27, but that does not feel, like, in my head you are still, you are like 24. No, I know, in like, my head I'm still 24. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you just, we get to this point and, like, I, I still feel like I'm 18 in my head, and I was yeah. at my friend from uni last night, and I think we mentioned something at university, that, that happened at university, and then I was like, God, all those many, many, many years ago, and I was like, shit that was a long time ago but I literally feel like the exact same like 19 year old that I was when I when I when I walked through the doors at uni yeah same I don't think there are certain things that have changed like I pay bills and stuff and that I do all that adult stuff but I don't necessarily feel like an adult myself like I know they say age is just a number but like I mean it like literally feels that way because I feel I feel it's weird when I think about it I think about like how I've grown as a person I definitely feel like obviously I've grown I've become more like grown up in the way that I deal with things yeah obviously yeah I pay bills I am more independent but like like my heart and like my soul and like the way that I like my perspective on like certain things and the way that like I want I am as a person my personality still literally feels the exact same like do you maybe you just don't notice the differences but I feel like we've like gone off so basically we read this article which said that a finance website said that by 35 you should have twice your income saved and I was like do they not realize that we're just like mature teenagers like that's not a thing yeah I'm not gonna have double my income can you imagine having that but then nobody can like savings basically impossible i remember like you know like me and my friends are saying like the other year we were saying that we can't imagine actually saving much money every single month like one of my friends her boyfriend was like i literally can't physically imagine putting money a decent amount more than like 20 quid into savings every month and you know London yeah. I mean, especially London London's expensive but London you know your, so your salary is usually quite relative to where you're living but mm-hmm. like like it seems that like everyone's just living month to month like no one's actually saving any money oh I feel like we're maybe in a slightly different position than we're yeah. very lucky to be like I've this year managed to start saving money which is so nice it's nice to have like something to fall back on right absolutely and, but yeah. before that no, no before that when I was in a regular full-time job I know to be honest my salary was absolutely terrible back in my old job so it was it wasn't it wasn't it was impossible to yeah save yeah. months month. and every single month it was a situation where I was really struggling all I was having to call my parents and be like can I borrow a hundred pounds I'm so sorry I'll pay back when I get paid on Friday yeah um, and it was like a monthly occurrence and I was constantly in debt to my parents a hundred quid here or there yeah I remember I think it was like a couple of years ago I had to get my car MOT as, like, as you do every year but I just had because it was the first year I'd had my car in London so I had no idea that it wouldn't like get yeah. through its MOT yeah. and I was so broke at the time and I just like they basically told me all the stuff that was wrong with my car and how much it would cost and I had an absolute breakdown in Morrison's and Peckham like just oh sitting in my, my car God. crying in a car <laughs> and you feel that like you're never going to get anywhere <laughs> yeah like, and it was just stuck. awful um but then also I think, especially going freelance and being self-employed, I think that's a really scary thing to do as well. And mm. it is also, we have to give ourselves credit, it's a really grown-up thing to do. It is, it is. And you do, because obviously you're being your own boss, you have yeah. to manage yourself, you have to manage your time. I always get people ask me like, oh, how do you manage your own time so well? Like, you know, how do you stay yeah. motivated? And it's like, well, I want to eat and... I want to be able to like yeah <laughs> yeah I, I want to live but like, that's to how live I motivate myself and also it does help that obviously we enjoy our jobs and yeah 
I do feel that obviously we're in a slightly unique position as well because there is a lot of money being invested into influencer marketing, which obviously we like directly... at the specific moment. So yeah. who knows where we could be like next year or the year after? But right yeah. now, yeah, it's exactly. a good so time to be doing what we're which doing, which is why it's important to say exactly. Just but in case. Like, but yeah, that's the thing. Like I just think that like you know if like but for most for most people. It is hard, but then I remember, like, I would get quite jealous of my friends. So when I was at my old job, I was on a 20k salary. Yeah, well, London, Harvey, Harvey yeah. it was not a lot of money for a no. starting, like, for a salary in London. It really, really isn't at all. It does not go far. And I remember my friends... I think, sorry to interrupt, but I remember, like, looking at salaries of things like that, and I was like, I could earn more money nannying and just be like... Yeah, oh my god, my friend who was a nanny was on, like, 35k, and yeah, I was like, like, you are being paid as a full-time nanny by two grown-ups, you're being paid mm-hmm. more than my annual salary, yeah. and, like, you were looking after kids, I'm not saying that the job isn't hard, but it's that whole thing... Oh, it was like, the worst thing I ever yeah, did. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like nannying is, was a million times harder than me having to go into a fucking office, but, um, but yeah, it was like... I remember my friends, they were, her and her boyfriend, I think she was on, like, maybe 20, 28k, 29, her boyfriend yeah. was on 35, and they were like, oh my god, like, I just have no money at the end of the month, and I, I was there thinking, you literally live with your boyfriend, you do help each other out, you've kind yeah. of got this pooled resources, like, you're saying you're struggling for money, what are you spending your money yeah, on? Like, you I was no like, looking, I was like, you shop in Primark, no, no, no digs at Primark, but I was there, like, like, where, like, it's not like you're spending all your money on clothes, I was like, yeah. you don't have a car, and I do, but then I think that you do tend to live, live with Yeah, I was about to say, like, the more money, I don't know about you, but the more money I earn, then the more things I, like, buy or, you know. You justify it into your, like, living expense. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. like, obviously your flat is quite expensive, but that you can justify that by... Yeah, because I'm earning the money to be able to... Exactly, but it. if you weren't, you wouldn't probably... Yeah, if, like, and like... So like, it's, you know, it's just, it's so weird, and it's just, like, you just alter your life to fit in with, like, you don't necessarily yeah. have any more or less money you just alter what you spend your money on what you buy and yeah like, absolutely like it just yeah. kind of like as it's the same i guess it's a way that like you know how like your salary is usually relative to where you're living and the living costs mm. i feel like obviously your outgoings are usually relative to the money that you're earning yeah like i know i could save a lot more money if i was strict on myself but then yeah. when you know you don't have to be strict on yourself you spend a lot more money yeah i know also it's not even just about money though is it it's about like having children how many jo- where you should be in your job like by the time you're 30 there um, is this whole like like pre <coughs> set out like so, sort of like social construct of the mm. things that we need to achieve all the t- like the tick boxes the things yeah. that we need to tick off by certain ages and I feel like it's annoyingly it can be different for women because we've got these biological clocks and things like that like yeah. I mean, I, I know I said before when I was at my friend Monica, and she didn't realise how old I was, and she was like, she was like, oh, you know, she's 24. Mm. And she was like, oh, I feel like, you know, if, I have, if I'm not in a serious relationship by the time I'm 26, I really need to, like, worry and panic a bit. And I was there, like, I looked at her, and she was like, oh, my God, how old are you? And I was like, yeah, babe, I'm 26. <laughs> oh, and she was man. like... <sighs> but no, I felt the same. I was like... Yeah. So basically, since I was younger, I don't know where I got it from, but I was like, I want to be married, but it's from 28. Mm-hmm. And I keep... Mm. I've been saying this a lot recently, so I'm like, Carl, you've got a year. Countdown <laughs> 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 <Can that> begins now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I don't know where it came from. And it is just a social construct, isn't it? Like, yeah. I've been conditioned to think that by the time I was 28, I should be married. And by the time, like, by the time I'm 30, I should have kids. Yeah, absolutely. And there is absolutely no reason for that. And then also, it's the whole thing that I'm really... I've been trying to change my perspective on it. Like, about how, like, single women in their, like, like early to mid-30s, mm. like, and, like, late 30s. Like, I really think 
you know, I definitely have grown up thinking about, like, oh, it's a little bit tragic, isn't it? Also, but how like, unfair is this? Because obviously you're like, you're a spinster if you're a woman and you're like a, a bachelor if yeah, you're a man. I know. And like, I totally, when I was in my early 20s, that's 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 what I used to think because yeah. like, you're kind of like preconditioned to think that. Mm. I'm totally trying to change my perspective on that now. And I do because the reality is I look at my life now and I'm like, mm, yeah, I don't really want to have a serious relationship until no. I'm probably 29 30 ish because yeah. i don't feel like i'm ready for it i don't feel like i want it i mean if it comes along great but I yeah it's not what i'm actively looking for and i don't feel the pressure but then some people are probably gonna look at me and be like oh my god bless her she i don't like, like, i know no, surely not i don't think no like i get that you all the time a, i get no, people you have a great me life. Like, i know but people message me like oh you'll find the right man it's like i'm not looking I don't want one. Yeah, I don't know what I would be like now if I was single. But obviously, I was single for such a long time, so I don't know. I definitely feel still feel this uh, massively with age. But now I feel there's a pressure to get married, so it's like I'm not single. So now I'm like I should be getting married because all my mates are getting married. Yeah, but they're outside of London, obviously not really inside of London. In London especially, I felt there was this whole, we live in this like extended adolescence. In London especially, everyone grows up a lot, at a lot slower rate. But also we're paying like double the rent of anyone else. So it's like, I don't know how that makes sense. I know, I know. I feel like we can't, and also a lot of the people are working more like high flying jobs. So it's it's more polarised. You're living this like, you know, potentially a high flying, really serious career role, but also acting like a fucking child at the yeah. same time and <laughs> refusing to grow up. Like you're like a piece of pan. Yeah. And to be honest, like it sounds like my dream. I'm like, I love, I love living here. <laughs> but like, I feel like moving out, I guess maybe it's due to the lack of opportunities to like mm. do these things, like settle down and, and buy and you know you're kind of spoilt for choice yeah lots of my friends are buying houses outside of London like all of my close friends in school are in the middle of buying houses and I'm like (laughs) yeah let me try and find a new house to rent because that's like an absolute massive struggle two of my friends have just bought houses with their and moved into their houses with their boyfriends in London Oh, really? See, that, like, kills me. <laughs> yeah, it kills me too. But I'm also, like, there, there has to be parents helping there, surely. <laughs> yeah. Like, absolutely. Like, I don't think you can't, you can Like, how is that physically... Obviously, there are some people who are, you know, earning so much money that they can do that. And fucking amazing. That's so good. But also, like, my parents just don't have 40 grand to give me for a house deposit. Yeah, like literally, like my, yeah, it'd be great. Wouldn't it be so nice, but no. Also, I don't know, I want to do it myself. Yeah, I know, like, and I think my parents said they would give me money towards a house deposit, but like, my parents, to them, they'd be like, we'll give you two grand, and I'd be like, grateful, but I think yeah. to them, because they've always lived outside of London, in the Midlands, property is so cheap, mm. uh, to them, they're like, that is a massive, massive, like, chunk of a deposit, and it's, it's, not. <laughs> it's not, not quite 40 grand, though, is it? No, no, <laughs> and I wouldn't want to, personally, I wouldn't want to, I don't know, I'm very, I'm very independent in the way that I, I kind of, my mum's like, oh, you know, maybe you'll meet Mr. Wright and buy a place with him, and I'm like, I kind of quite like to get a place by myself, independently of yeah, a man, it'd be amazing. because I wouldn't want to feel like, you know, I don't like sharing. I don't like sharing, no, but also I feel like, I don't know, like, you've got, what if you, what if you break up, like, like one well, a mortgage is marriage, harder to yeah. get out of than a divorce, yeah, like, mortgages are like a nightmare, oh my god, like, it just so. sounds, I know, I feel like it's like, you know, it's, it's more of a, a, a tie and a commitment than a wedding ring, but then yeah. that's, that's the thing, a lot of my friends, especially the ones who bought houses, they're like, with their boyfriends, they're like, yeah, I don't, I'm in no rush to get married, a lot, yeah. I, like, I would say about 80% of my university friendship group 
have no interest in getting married at all. That's so interesting. Yeah, it's really weird. And they said, I actively would rather spend the money on, uh, like, getting, uh, like, uh, moving up the property ladder. I do keep forgetting that weddings do cost a lot of money. So I'm a bit like, I really want to get married, but also, hmm, let me yeah. pay for that somehow. Yeah. I <laughs> know. <laughs> oh, well, that's the thing. How the fuck do you afford a, a wedding when you can't afford a house? Well, like, yeah, exactly. I feel like it's like a... You can't would just buy 20 grand on a wedding or 30 grand on a wedding when that could be a house deposit. 20 grand on a wedding is so much 20 grand is spend. cheap. Like, 20 grand I mean, isn't even that much know, money for a wedding, it's like, is it? it's so much money to spend on, like, a, a party. Yeah. Like, I've I'm, been saying that if I... Like, I would want to run away to a beach with, like, five people and then come back and just have a massive party. Yeah. So at least yes. it would be 20 grand. Yeah, see, that's how I'd like to do it. You just end up, like, relocating the budget yeah. to the party budget instead. Yeah. Yeah. Surely you can't spend 20 grand on, like, one night. Surely not. <laughs> I just would not feel okay doing it. I just, yeah. I wonder how much a royal wedding, wedding costs. I'd, costs yeah. us. I, well, costed, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot, <laughs> that, must, that figure must be somewhere, because they probably have to make that quite public, how much it costs. Yeah, surely. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to Google it. Yeah, Google it. Yeah, the royal wedding, I mean... Ugh. Did you watch it? Yes, I did. My friend came over, we had um, scones and jam, cream and prosecco, and... Oh my god, that's adorable. And crumpets, and... Like, I was in I, bed crying. Oh god. I mean, it well, hung over and crying. It, it, was, it wasn't emotional. Oh um, my god, $45 million. <laughs> So that would be like 30 million 32 pounds. 32 million pounds. Oh, what? <laughs> oh my Think God. Think of the security involved in that and like all like, like, um, oh my God. I just, no, that's, that's obscene. That's not like a million. No, but you know. 32 million pounds. Okay, that's kind of taking the shine off the whole, um. That makes me really sad because I really enjoyed it and I think it was a really great wedding, but I just can't believe it. But then, that. I don't know, maybe we would have think, how much tourism has it brought us? And well, yeah, that's always the reason, tourism. I don't know. Uh, but I mean, it was it was beautiful. Megan looked so beautiful. She, I was so into her second dress. The Stella oh, McCartney the dress. Stella McCartney dress. Oh, oh my God, it was amazing. She looked beautiful. And when he looked so nervous... It was, he did he looked him. really, really nervous, and when, like, she walked up the aisle, and the fact that, obviously, she walked up the aisle partly by herself, yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was brilliant, I thought. Yeah, I think she's such, like, a strong, independent woman, and obviously, she's had to give up so much yeah. of her life to become a royal, and mm. I, like, I can't get my head around it personally, mm. can you imagine giving up everything you've ever worked for? Because you love someone that much. Oh, so hard. See, and I, I don't know. I think I like, I like for someone who is in love, I would do it. Yeah, definitely. no, and I think like, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I, I would have done that as well. But it's in so past, sad. It's that so, that's yeah, it has to be absolutely. And I think obviously a lot of people are like, oh no, but she's a princess. She's got all these amazing opportunities now. But it's like, well, really? Like your life is so scrutinized. She has had she can't so have, much awful yeah. stuff in the press. Like oh, Katie fucking Hopkins. And stuff. having um, like any sort of opinion on anything, because obviously she used to write her website, The Tick. Yeah. And she had to take it down or stop writing it, and she had to take all her social media accounts down. Yeah. It's just, yeah. You're living like, in that's, it. That's yeah. love. It is. It, co- it, it cost more than um, Will and Kate's wedding. Will and Kate's wedding apparently cost 20 million. When did we get married again? How long ago? 2011. Is that... Just, inflation is not 12 no, million. That's, yeah, <laughs> no, that's... Yeah. No, no, no. Wow. But I'm really surprised by that. So, Megan's dress, flowers, food and drinks coming in at nearly a million pounds. The bulk of the cost was spent on security. Yeah. 
Um, Megan's dress costs less than Kate. But yeah. Oh, the breakdown. Okay, so 90 grand for 20 silver plated trumpets. <laughs> 50, 50 grand on the lemon elderflower cake. £50,000 for a cake. I hope it tastes nice. Oh my god. 111,000 on flowers to adorn the Isles of St. George's Chapel. Also, why did they get married at Windsor? Is that a choice or... Because obviously Kate and Wells got married at Westminster, so do they choose where they get married or... I feel like I remember them, I think it's partly they have a bit of choice, but not loads. Um, I think, I don't know, there was some sentimental value in it, I think. I don't know, I can't remember if I'm that Well, because, so Diana was, obviously had her funeral, but her funeral service was at Westminster, so I thought that's why... Kate and Wills got married there mm. but yeah I just assumed that they would also get married at Westminster and when it was at, in Windsor I was like what? <laughs> Why are we in Windsor? What's happening? Um, but yeah £26,000 on sausage rolls and hot tea for the 2,640 members of the public I'm like what are those sausages made of? Like pig's gold? I don't know. <laughs> pig's gold? Pig's oh gold. yeah, yeah that, that's a thing <laughs> 30, so apparently 30 million went on security. 30? 30. 30 million on security. Of the 32 million. Yeah. So the wedding, yeah. Actually wasn't, okay. Mm. 30 million pounds on security. Wow. Well, wow, isn't that insane? Imagine being that, like, imagine being Meghan Markle and being like, whoa, that's a lot of money on security. Well, yeah, imagine having that pressure. Not only do you have the pressure of getting married, you have the pressure of getting married in front of two billion people. <laughs> Because I think two billion people watched it, right? Um, and then also, this is costing everyone a shitload of money. Did yeah. you see the bit where they were going um, in the procession? And she said, fuck. No. No? So it was like just after they got out of the crowd and Harry and um, Meghan were sitting in the like little horse and carriage and she turned to him and went, fuck. <laughs> oh my God. I they didn't love reach, I'm like, so I'm pretty sure more. it was fuck it. it was, That's yeah. hilarious. It's like the bit where, um, you know, when she walked up the aisle and he said something to her and bit as if everyone was like dubbing over like what they thought he said. And yeah. people were like, you know, oh, you look amazing. I'm so lucky. Another one was like, I'm shitting it. And every single time you could see like him like mouth or something and it was like dubbed with something else. Yeah, you're like, oh my funny. God, he definitely said I'm shitting it. Like you convince yourself of something new every time. Uh, but yes, the royal family did fit the bill. Oh, did they? In, uh, so the royal wedding is expected to provide a 5 million boost to Britain's economy. But I'm like, mm, 500 million, sorry. Oh, five, I was about to say 500 million. million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five, 500 million, what? How? Who makes up these figures, man? Yeah, someone. Someone Some who's old probably getting in pain more than we are. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just add an extra zero on that to make yeah. it worthwhile. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, should we leave it there? Royal yeah, I think covered. so. Royal wedding covered, done. Um, but yeah, we'll be back <laughs> next week. Next week with another one. And back to <coughs> resuming our weekly schedule, um, most likely. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. No reason not to. Yeah, no. Um, and thank you so much for listening. Yay. Send and us any questions. Obviously, we didn't have a listener yeah, question this time. Yeah, we haven't had a question um, in a while, so send them on over. And, yeah, speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>